listening to the Rob and Kale podcast. Rob Sanders. Some would be entertained by it. Some would be horrified by Kale it. Kale Carolina Jackpot Hall. All would be interested in it. The Rob and Kale podcast. Let's go. And welcome to the Rob and Kale podcast. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us this evening. Got a jam-packed show for you. We've got to talk about South Carolina beating the Holy Fist out of Kentucky last night. We've got uh, also from the Kentucky fans. Sound right? Yeah, plenty of those. We'll have that in a moment. We'll get to Clemson's football schedule and whatever else you would like to bring to the program. But first, let me welcome in my podcast co-host, he is the best damn Gamecock YouTuber on the planet. Sorry to everybody who tries to be him. He was last night in the chicken coop down there at the Colonial Life Arena watching his Gamecocks beat the holy hell out of Kentucky. He is Mr. Carolina Jackpot, Kale Hall. What's up, buddy? What's going on, everybody? We're back like we never We're left. Back. Got a little audio stuff going on there, Rob. Um, but... Hey, uh, great night last night. Good to see some people over here in the chat. Um, we might have a tough time getting viewers tonight. I saw that over on the uh, Talking Vols channel, they were doing a charity stream. I, I don't know if that was for, uh, I don't know, the, the Futnut Foundation. I don't really know what kind of charity they support over there, but I'm sure it's great stuff. They didn't have the Hollywood Squares of Delusion. There was only three of them there, but. Anyway, um, we're going to try to do our best. Well, we'll we're going to have our show regardless, and uh, we, uh, we're going to do our show anyway. I mean, Tennessee folk will head to that, and that's on them. Yeah, they had Whatever. like 500 and something people there watching it. That, that was the Fucknut Foundation. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, I, stuff like that used to bother me, but it really doesn't anymore. Let them well, do their uh, I don't know, and I'm probably saying something out of school here. They might be really supporting a good cause. I don't know. Maybe like for educational purposes there in their state because they certainly do need to raise money for that, I'm sure. But anyway. Raising money for fluoride? Maybe that's part of it. Who knows? Fluoride treatments. <clears throat> fluoride treatments, exactly. All right, so uh, before we get started, uh for folks that follow the show, you know, Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport, has um, sponsored this show forever. Back when uh, the Comrade and I would get about 12 listeners, Dennis Wilson sponsored the show, and <clears throat> he looks out for the show. Uh, I'm not going to completely get into it. Dennis is having some health issues. If you pray to God, Buddha, whoever, say a prayer for Dennis Wilson, one of the oh. coolest guys that you'll ever know. And uh, yeah, pray for Dennis Wilson. Yeah, he's, he's been he's been around since the fledgling days. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been here, and uh, if we need something for the show, I just call him, and he does it. And it's not even like a uh, it's not even a big ask. It's like, all right, hey, we're gonna do this, and uh, and we're gonna go. I mean, Dennis, he, and the guy should be the mayor of freaking Swansea. He helps out everybody down there. If there's a sports team, he sponsors it. I mean, he the guy was auctioning off his guns, like these really big important gun things to uh to help out uh different um organizations around Swansea to 
to help make the sports better there for kids. <clears throat> Over the top, great guys. Anyway, like, pray for like, like he was auctioning <laughs> off like his artillery, his weaponry, guns, or yeah. the pythons. Oh no, Dennis doesn't have pythons. Let's not let's not get into that. Dennis had okay. like he had to, he had to go and get some guns. So hey, um, yeah. I, I I wanted to debunk some bullshit real quick here. Chris uh, uh, in Georgia says Todd Helton made the uh, Hall of Fame. He's only the second SEC player ever to make Cooperstown. Insane stat to me. Okay, uh, that's true. Uh, what is not true? What is not mentioned there and is bullshit <laughs> is that Andrew Jones wasn't voted into the Hall of Fame. How do you how do you compete with ten gold gloves in a row? Um, <clears throat> Todd Helton hit a bunch of fucking home runs in thin air and didn't do dick anywhere else. The, the gold glove thing is, is something that's weird to me because Andrew Jones has all of those. Uh, Chipper Jones played at a high level for a long time and has zero gold gloves. So I don't know. Sometimes I think the gold glove thing is kind of out there. The person to talk with about that is, is the comrade. He He's a fucking baseball nerd, but um, <clears throat> Jones should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's he's got 500 homers, doesn't he? Didn't that used to be like the, the standard there? Let me look that up. I mean, he's. Um, let me look he's it up. Close. Close. You know, he had his career was like. Now he's he he started. I mean, he started <clears throat> when he was nineteen, so he yeah. was virtually done by the time he was thirty. So four hundred and thirty-four home runs, um, over his career. Uh, I'm trying to see what he batted as far as his batting average goes. Let me see if I can pull that up here. So career batting average of 254, maybe that's part of it. Uh, you know, he, he he struck out a lot. That's true, but still hit hit in the 234 range. Um, look at his best season here. Didn't he win? He won an MVP, right? Yeah, he was an all-star and, the, and an MVP in 2000. Back-to-back uh, -back MVPs in about 2002 2003 I'm looking out maybe maybe this is for the all-star game but I mean he was lights out great you know <clears throat> that stretch there in Atlanta he hit in 2005 he hit 51 homers and 128 RBIs I mean that is what else do you need you know I I, I don't I don't get it <clears throat> you know, I don't uh, get it. you know funny story about him uh my friend Matthew Matman Harris of 93.3 The Planet up here in the Upstate, <laughs> uh, when uh, I want to say we were like maybe 21, 22, um, he was working part-time at a baseball card shop here in Greenville when uh, it was in college. And actually, <laughs> they were they had a, a, a baseball, they had a signing. Andrew Jones was signing autographs in this baseball card shop. <clears throat> and he actually picked him up from wherever he was dropped off at to bring him to the shop to sign the autographs and then took him back to wherever and uh, uh friend Matthew's carrying him around in like his old uh 92 Ford Ranger pickup and he's like you want something to eat and I think that Andrew Jones uh requested chicken and rice and uh I don't remember where he got it from because there weren't as many restaurants here then right I mean <laughs> you had you either have a high end or you had McDonald's but anyway he took him somewhere and got Chipper uh, or uh, Andrew Jones from Chicken and Rice. I don't know where he took him. He may have even took him to his mama's house. But um, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That is interesting. So 
uh, Chris with a with a comment. I actually agree with someone with Chris tonight. Derek Jeter's the most overrated Hall of Famer. That guy, I, I had I, I I wrote about Derek Jeter and his herpes tree because <clears throat> if you look at the stars that he gave herpes, including Mariah Carey, uh, I mean, there's like a list of starlets that he gave the herp to. And eventually uh, it ended up his herpes tree extends to Justin Timberlake. I mean, he gave basically everybody herpes. That's probably why he, he's the herp king. So, so I, passed, I passed it around, in other words. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so there's that. Anyway. Yeah, well, I, agree I think of great baseball players, like, yeah, I know he was really popular. I know he was really pretty. Uh, but I just, I don't think of him. I mean, I I'm either. sorry. I just, I mean, he doesn't even, he's not even on my radar. Um, yeah, I, I got, I mean, you know, I would think of, I would think of A-Rod. I mean, I didn't think A-Rod was overrated. I didn't like him um, because he was another <clears> one of those pretty, pretty motherfuckers, but he was damn good. <clears throat> well, but, yeah, I mean, he, he also didn't have, he didn't, he, Bryce uh, Harper is the one that I think no <clears> one can really stand unless he's happens to be playing for your team. Um, I, Bryce Harper could be on fire. I wouldn't piss on him. Yeah. You know, pretty boy who, you know, talks shit, but <clears> backs <throat> it up and you don't like him and it sucks, but you have to move on. <laughs> yeah. You have to move on. I, I fuck that guy. I was Sorry. at a Braves game. I think it was in like 20. 13 or 2012 at Old Turner Field when I used to take Jackpot Jr. a lot when he played for the Nationals and we beat him on a Sunday afternoon and uh, he struck out to end the game. That was old, uh, who would that have been? Old Craig Kimbrell? Mm -hmm. Striking him out. So yeah, that was pretty good. That one was pretty good. All right. See yeah. Um, I, Andrew Jones should be in, in the Hall of Fame, by the way. <clears throat> by the way, the Derek Jeter herpes tree. Let's see here. Who all is on it? Uh, I know Mariah Carey, that was the one. Who were the others? Mm, I, I got the whole list of them there. I, can't I don't remember. know about that tree, but I'm telling you, one tree is starting to get some branches on it is the Shane Beamer coaching tree. So we've seen two coaches in the last three weeks in that staff leave to take head coaching positions. Coach Jody Wright at Murray State in the Ohio Valley Conference. And then Pete Limbo gets another crack at uh, – being a head coach this past Sunday, taking the job at Buffalo. And I'm seeing people like all over online <clears> hating <throat> on that that hire or that that decision by him to leave an SEC program to go go coach in a shithole like Buffalo. Did Buffalo Lance Leopold put Buffalo on the fucking map? I mean, he was winning 11 <clears throat> games up there. He was winning the the Mac, if I'm not mistaken. Uh now it's fallen on hard times the past couple of years since he's been gone, but that's not a shitty program. No, I mean, and, and and people love the love love that guy. So people are ignorant, and I mean, people he was making seven fifty. I think it was seven fifty a year at South Carolina. Uh, he's he'll get a nice. I don't know what his compensation ended up being there. I didn't I didn't really see that published. I mean, I'm, I would think what probably around the two million dollar mark, maybe. Just guessing. Yep. He's gonna get some money, and why not go? Uh, let me wrap up the Derek Jeter's herpes tree because Big Barney Ross was talking about it. It includes Jessica Alba, um, <clears throat> Scarlett Johansson, uh, Mariah Carey. I mean, there's just a list of <clears throat> women that he slept with. And then they went on to sleep with Mark Wahlberg, Eminem, uh, Justin Timberlake, Nick Lachey. I mean, they all got the herp because of Derek Jeter. 
the king of the herp. So there's that. You learned something on the program this evening. Um, jackpot. We got to get into last night's basketball game. Um, jackpot came down to the Colonial Life Arena. And going in, Jackpot, did you think, hey, um, you know, we got a shot in this game? Did you have that in you? Yeah, I, I knew we were going to win. I knew we would. We, 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 and I think I sent you a little clip of some folks uh, kind of upset uh, a little bit earlier that I talked that. to. Yeah, I talked to last night. And, um, yeah, I mean, I knew we were going to win. Around this place I mean, before we, the game, I was disgusted. The this? smugness of those guys just walking around like, huh, we're going to walk in here, we're going to kick your ass, and you can't do anything about it. And it made me sick. And you know what? They did it. They still did it. What the hell can we not? Can we just beat this team? I know, I know, I know. Calipari. A lot of good things. This is his one really bad thing. The stupid stat about beating teams with a winning record and taking the next step and blah, blah. Just freaking beat teams. South Carolina. Please, can we just, can we just stop losing to this stupid team with their stupid scores, their stupid song, and their woo, woo, get their woo out of here. Yeah, yeah he, he, he needed some help. He really did. Um <laughs> So he needed some counseling or something. I wasn't able to give it to him. So I had to kind of walk away from him. Yeah, I, I, Gary. I tell you what. So <clears throat> before we get into the sour grapes, though, <clears throat> let's hand out some flowers. I mean, I guess flowers is the term here. I thought Kentucky was going to go in there and be too much for South Carolina in the paint. South Carolina basically dusted them off. Yeah, you got to give props to the Gamecocks for, uh, for winning that game. And it's, well, you know, we're going to have our, our Callaway's bracket challenge before too long. If South Carolina is not in the tournament this year, I would be fucking shocked. In, in all seriousness, um, Antonio Reeves, the, the guard for Kentucky, they asked him <clears> on that Kentucky Sports Radio program after the game. They interviewed him and asked him if this was – it was like a little two-minute clip – if this was the most physical team they had played all year, and he said they were. Um, it, it's, it's, it's insane. Uh, when your your men's basketball team is more physical than your football team, that's a problem. Oh my God! Well, <clears throat> that's a problem, Rob. Uh, what was it? The first comment of the day was from Tiger in the Borough up there, and he said, "The we finally have something in common. Kentucky sure hates the state of South Carolina right now." Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what Clemson and South Carolina beat them both in football, and then the Gamecocks hammered them. In basketball, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, crazy. And, and I, I, point, you know, I was waiting. It was about, you know, when it goes about five minutes left, I think, in that game, and I, I pretty much, I, I'm like, yeah, we got this. <clears throat> you, know, you always, you know, kind of, kind of clock watch on things like that when you're, we're going to pull an upset. Um, right. When it got to that point, I'm like, yeah, they're just, I mean, they just didn't have it. And be honest with you, it just didn't look like there was a lot of. There was a lot of desire there to uh, make a comeback. All and right, the so thing, thing about it is, the funny thing about it is, we actually we actually helped Clemson, right? In a weird yep. way. Mm-hmm. You did, but the uh, improvement in the net rankings, which changes all the time. Um, of course, Kentucky fans, like we won't see Bluegrass Sports Media tonight. I told you Big Barney Ross would show up, and he did. Because Big Barney Ross, you know. Big Barney Ross is not a bitch. Yeah. Big Barney Ross probably has nuts that scrape on the snow up there at his house. 
Um, he's going to show up regardless. But uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, we welcome uh, welcome in the Kentucky fans. I'm sure that'll watch this later on. Big Money Ross's you, nuts are in a different zip code than this. <clears throat> probably. <clears throat> As we bring you. Hey, bum, bum, bum. Got any grapes? Yes. Sour grapes this evening. Jackpot sent me a couple of these, and then I've got one that I've found, too. Uh, this is from Calipari when he uh, did his thing here. Um, Jackpot, you want to read this? Or you want me to do it? Comments on his uh, on <clears throat> his um, his video press conference. Um, this uh, gentleman here, Clinton Ray, ten thirty two, says Cal's been stealing money from UK for a long time now. He points out the problems with his teams and never raises <clears throat> them. That's a problem. I think he's clueless. Honestly, uh, you are not to my liking. Uh, so someone who points out facts is not real well received there, I guess. Huh? Yeah, I mean it's silly. Next one is uh, oh, this one says Tar Heel fan here. I love it when Kentucky loses, but that South Carolina team uh, would have beaten any team that suited up tonight, Carolina included. You can't beat a team that's throwing up ridiculous three pointers from across the street and driving the low post the way they did. Nope. No one could have beat them. Let's all pray this was an anomaly. The Tar Heel man is praying that South Carolina <clears throat> doesn't stay hot. <clears throat> yeah. Got it. What a mess. Let's all pray. There's another one here from uh, Calipari's conference. Robert Clark 2240 says, if SC is too physical for you, there goes the season. I'm out until you win a regional. Bye. Yeah. Uh, the next one's one I found. This is from Fifth Quarter, Kentucky. It says, This one look this one we look back after we win the SEC tourney and laugh at it. And then says, Losing to Lamont fucking Paris and a ragtag group of bums two years in a row pisses me off more than anything. Unacceptable. Sound one brain. Yeah, and the last I, I one. I saw one today on Twitter uh, <clears throat> interacting with a, a Gamecock account, Gamecock Dave, um, that mentioned Michi Johnson, um, mm -hmm. and they, you know, then and, and how we were getting away, we, we were getting away with being too physical, and that they wished that uh, one of their scrubs had quote clotheslined that little pineapple headed <clears throat> prick. Jesus. The sour <laughs> mad at Michi Johnson. Uh, this is uh Jason Catro 8148 says Carolina coaches broke after all the money he gave to the refs to win this game. <laughs> wow, Tell me the duck story. Bum, bum, bum. Ba -dum, ba -dum. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> what, a mess. what a mess that uh, the Kentucky fans are right now, but. Hey, it's not uh, it's not that far fetched. I mean, South Carolina is, I think, going to make the tournament, and um, you got to give credit to uh, to Coach Paris. <clears throat> From the outside looking in, he took a roster. I think they were picked to finish what tenth, tenth or worse. I in thought the they finished last. Hold on, I'll look that up. Maybe uh, I'm wrong. Or, no, or close to it. I'm pulling it up right now. We'll see here. Media days, basketball. Pull. I'm pulling it up right now. But, I mean, they were picked near the bottom. And 
Them yeah, and yeah. Georgia, Vanderbilt are always picked. Like they're kind of shoehorned. Yeah, so yeah. Tennessee was picked to finish as the winner. South Carolina was picked. You're right, Jackpot. They were picked 14th. 14th in the conference. That's last, right? That would be dead last. Yes, sir. Yeah. TFL. So. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Anyway, so there's that. I mean, congrats to the Gamecocks. Big win for them. Uh, Big Barney Ross says if South Carolina can win more six more games, has a good showing in the SEC tournament, they'll get in the dance. Uh, yeah, they are. They 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 should be in. With the way that they've played, I mean, they went to Arkansas and won down there. And not, I mean, Arkansas may not be the best team ever, but no, that's a tough place South, to win. Still, yeah, good South Carolina teams go down there and lose. Yeah, so. you don't just waltz into Bud <clears throat> Walton Arena and, and and walk out with a victory without having to earn it. And uh, we've got Mizzou back again, who we just beat uh, two Saturdays ago in overtime on the road. So the last thing we want to do is is lay a stinker at home this Saturday, and right. that's very possible because you we've seen in sports just basketball time after time again after a big upset these teams uh, these teams have a big letdown. Yeah, so they got to avoid um, the letdown. Um. So there's that, and um, big win for South Carolina. Clemson is still. Clemson was off for the midweek for some reason. They will play at Duke this weekend. Um, th they went on the road to Florida State and beat the holy hell out of them after losing at home <clears throat> to a terrible Georgia Tech team. I I still stand by this Clemson coaching staff needs to be – they need to be uh, given some walking papers. They've had enough time to – you can't keep losing games. And it's every year. <clears throat> every year. Let's welcome Billy into the program. What's up, buddy? Hey. Hi. Hi. Close that, Mom. What a great win last night. I'm watching Gamecock basketball. Yeah, I'm sure you were pulling for the Gamecocks. You guys uh, had a healthy rivalry <clears throat> with uh, the big blue there. Uh, Rick Barnes owns Calipari last 10 years. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I think if I were a Tennessee fan with the teams that uh, Rick Barnes has had, he needs to get to the damn Final Four. Stop screwing around. I think he's a coach that maybe – maybe he need, not saying he's a bad coach. I'm saying maybe it's time he needs, uh, you know, to learn a new hole. There you go. Because no. you don't think so? No. Okay. He's, he, he's fine. <clears throat> uh, we've lost to Purdue and uh, who's the other top second team this year by single digits. So they're all right. They got depth there, but that was a great win. Did last North Carolina. Night. Yeah. They lost to North Carolina by nine, but they lost to Purdue. And uh, I think it was Arizona by just a few points. They're, they're okay. And I think they got the fourth or fifth defense in the country, not the SEC in the country. So, Shooting 50% from the threes isn't going to happen in Knoxville. Yeah. I just wonder if, if – That was a great statistical night last night for South Carolina. You know, <clears throat> when you look at the statistics, what they did, they, they shot the ball out the, the, out the rear end. So, when you shoot almost 50% threes, uh, you, you can't – you can beat anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, so – 
But it was a it was I a wonder, good game. I wonder too if, if South Carolina may have played above themselves a little bit. I mean, I think that's a fair thing to say. Statistically, they did. If you go look at the box <clears throat> scores, their shooting percentage and three point shooting, and 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 the other thing is they shot I think twice as many free throws as Kentucky. But a win is a win. But statistically, what I'm saying, it's going to be hard to shoot fifty percent threes mm-hmm. every night. That's that was. You know the old saying, "Live by the three, die by the three. So, and sometimes these teams just start feeling it, man. And then you start yeah. Yes. Well, that's just like Tennessee the other night when they started feeling it against Alabama and and blew them out of the gym by almost thirty points. Alabama's well, got they, Auburn down right now. If we're watching on the TV, Auburn's coming. Yeah, back, I so. saw that. I mean, good God, that's another one right there that I want to see get kicked in the face. Yeah, Alabama. Nate Oates. Nate Oates is a cunt, and I stand by that. Mother, he put his hands on another another team's players. If I were uh, Dennis Gates down at Mizzou, I would have beat the fuck out of him. Well, Seriously. last week. Dennis uh, Gates don't want to mess up that suit. Tennessee, I don't give a shit. I bet you I the Dork would, would have punched him if he had done that one of his football players. Look up Bruce Tennessee Charles, Bruce Pearl was a cheater, but he would have beat the shit out of him if he'd have done that. Seriously. You know, Bruce Pearl wasn't all that much of a cheater. He just lied to the NCAA. All he had to do was tell the truth and it had been fine. What he did well, was, I, you know, he he had a hot dog well, party and he called a kid, and he lied well, to the NCAA. I, I, I'm in the camp of uh, I'm in the camp. Johnny said kid. it was a barbecue sandwich. Yeah, and and just you know, he he doesn't need to. That's just like what's her name, Martha White. She didn't go to, to prison because of what she did. She got lied to the FBI. <laughs> when he did. <laughs> Uh, I'm in. I'm in the camp of Martha now. Martha Stewart or Martha White? Martha, Martha Stewart, I think, is what. It was Martha, Martha Stewart. Stewart. Martha White's a cornbread mix. Martha Stewart. Yeah, uh, I'm in the camp with the NCAA now, where uh, it literally, you don't have to comply with them. If they want to investigate your program, you can politely tell them, "Fuck you, get off our campus," and they can't do shit. They are a toothless, worthless organization, hmm. and any university that gets investigated now, why cooperate? Why put yourself out there to get butchered and so they'll make feel the rats? Fuck all that. What are they going to do? They, if they don't have a, it's like if you, if, if you murder somebody and there's no body, they can't prosecute you. It's the same so thing. So you're saying if Tennessee had done what they did, Tennessee had done what they did, they cleaned out their, their coaching staff and they self-inflicted a bunch of no, stuff. I, NCAA it's, or it's, would have, Kill I'm talking about no, th- th- but they wouldn't have. I mean, let's be honest. We, and I, I don't want to use Tennessee as an example too much because people think I have this bitterness towards them. But no. blue blood programs, North Carolina gave away African American studies degrees and didn't get shit. Okay, there are guys yeah. that cannot read that have a degree in African American studies from the University of North Carolina. They should have been fucking nuked off the planet for the stuff that they did. Well, and they're just you, like, oh well, don't we're not fuck you, we're we're not complying. That, uh, and that's what everybody should do. Why 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 give the NCAA a a stand to sit on? Fuck all that. I wouldn't give them nothing. Yeah. Not at this juncture. But anyway, <clears throat> so Alabama's up by six with 10 minutes left. Yeah, I forgot I what the score was the other night, uh, but Rick Barnes rolled it up on him, Nate Oates. I mean, he didn't call off the dogs at all. 
I, I hope getting a bounce back. I think it was. Look up the score. It was. It was. It was bad. They won by it like was bad. Points. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway. Um. All right, buddy. Well, hey, as always, Billy, we appreciate you, man. Uh, I, I got to ask Rob one thing. I heard a rumor that you stormed the fo floor last night, Jackpot. Uh, that rumor is totally false. I didn't leave the upper deck. I was in okay. the second row of the upper deck. <clears throat> All right. I'll, I will correct those two, those three. Yeah. But I yeah, think I, two, I, two of those three did. Two of those three did. They was talking about feeling the love on the court and all this other stuff, and I had to get off. <laughs> I think my favorite thing that I've seen today was uh, former university president Harris Pastides actually did storm the court and then tweeted about it and said, I had to pay the fine for another win versus Kentucky. Uh, I don't have to pay this one. And the university actually responded with, oh, Harris, or something like that. I mean – it was just really funny. The former university president out there with the students standing on the floor. Did it cost funny. them a hundred thousand? Yeah, I, I don't think they give a shit. The guys oh, were there were people through the big fountain in front of the uh, in front of the CLA. People were jumping in that fountain last night. I mean, it, you know, yeah. it's the middle of winter, they're oh, yeah. jumping in. I was hoping jackpot would get in the fountain. But people know. People love oh. the Kentucky Suck shirt. I would have yep. uh, awesome. jumped in it if I had seen it, but I was too that busy was awesome. trying to find my car. Oh, before I leave baseball trivia, Todd Helton played uh, two sports at Tennessee, baseball and, and football. He was backup quarterback to Heath Schuler and some kid named Peyton. I forgot his last name. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lady that got a doctor's degree from there that knows his nuts, so we can ask her who it is. Peyton Manning. They say he tore <laughs> ligaments in his knees, but everybody Thank in East Tennessee knew better. The Colorado Rockies told him get him off the football field. We ain't losing I our. Think he, I think our, he. I think he. I think he washed Leonard Little's jockstrap. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I I didn't know Jared Mayo played at Tennessee till. <laughs> when you get old, you forget stuff. Anyway, great show, great win for the Gamecocks. Take it easy. All right, buddy. Um, As always, win, win model 88 guns and outdoors. <clears throat> I'm going to the Clemson Syracuse game. Says he only lives about three and a half hours from Syracuse. He's in central Pennsylvania. Man, I'd love to be up there right now. I love Pennsylvania in the summertime. Hadn't been up there in the winter yet. Um, everybody like, it would be too rough for you, Jackpot. <clears throat> uh, I don't think so. Jackpot loves snow. I like cold weather. I like warm weather. I like all kinds of weather. I'm a man of the people, and I get along with pretty much anything. Jackpot likes everything except Clemson. Pretty much That's what it true. boils down to. So, yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, um, anyway, if you want to chime in on that, we've also got uh, Clemson's football schedule was released today. I wanted to go over that for a quick second, Jackpot, because it's kind of interesting, and and I'll tell you why. Um the way that it's set up, normally Clemson gets the it's like normally the ACC gives them bye weeks before big games, etc. They didn't really do that this year. Um they open up in uh in Atlanta with the Georgia Bulldogs. They come home. That's a, a neutral site game now. Is that one taking the place of a home game or a road game? What are they losing? Uh I don't know. 
uh, to be well, honest. Now they play you. seven home games, so that's probably taking the place of a road game, I'd think. Yeah, because they've got seven home games, so I guess that's that's taking the place of a road game there. Um, <clears throat> anyway, they come home for App State, and then they open up conference play uh, with NC State and then Stanford. I mean, that's just fucking weird. I mean, yeah, to play yeah. the tree. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know that it's just weird. This is, where we're, this is where we're at right now with college football. Um, that's going to be – I mean, Clemson will hammer them. I mean, if they don't, something something wrong with that one. Um, yeah, I, I think – they're, Yeah, they're not, but it's just weird to have the tree on your schedule. And I mean, then, you play App State. App State's better than the tree. I think that's fair. I mean, I, mean, um, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Then you, after that, they go down to Florida State to play uh, the Scuminoles, and then on the road at Wake before coming home to play Virginia. Then they get the Will bye. Will Elliott still be the coach? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's probably got a big time pass because of the whole shooting thing. They're not going to get rid of him for a while. Um, then they, they get a bye week. <clears throat> Clemson and South Carolina have the same bye week this year. On the twenty sixth, both, both weeks. Yep, on the uh, the Gamecocks have one bye week. It's the twenty sixth. Same thing for Clemson too. So, what? Um, I mean, what? Something that, because you know, I, I like. I mean, obviously, I like to watch the Clemson games. I mean, when we're you know we're not playing, we're playing opposite each other. I always watch their games here. Um, and this past season, I really didn't get to watch a whole lot of Clemson game because it seemed like we were. Um, Paired up at the same times, uh, TV yeah. slot wise. So, yeah, that's true. So, anyway, after that, uh, Clemson welcomes in uh, Louisville, and then then they go on the road to play at Virginia Tech, and then a road trip to Pitt, followed by wrapping up the home season with uh, the Citadel and South Carolina. Um, <clears throat> just. The, the tree on the schedule seems strange to me. Obviously, the toughest game of the season will be the first one uh, with uh, with Georgia there. Kind of your, your toughest games of the season are kind of bookending it, really. Um, I mean, if you if you want to if you want to put South Carolina in that mix, I think Florida State's going to be better than South Carolina. But we'll, I mean, based uh, on we'll what? I mean, who's football. their quarterback? You okay? Oh, never mind. We know who their quarterback is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, Florida State's got Florida State's got a good offensive line. Um, they've got some key players coming back. We got a defense. good offensive line. I mean, we should be better uh, on paper. You think we got a bit be a lot better? All those guys are battle tested. Um, so we'll we'll have to see. Got some freshmen coming. Got some young kids coming in, but you know they're probably in theory they shouldn't be playing this year. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just so that I, I made a video today where I, I explained all this. I hashed it out. I'm going to still, I'm going to kind of stop with the Shane Beamer hate until he gives me reason to, to, <clears throat> to lose it on him again. Um, I, I don't know if it's coming or not. I don't, I don't want to see him fail. I really, really don't. But some of these coaching hard, I mean, man, some of this stuff is just mind boggling to me. I mean, we 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 rush for 
14% of our runs in 2022 and 23 went for negative yardage, negative yards. 13% of them the year before that. Yet we've still got the same offensive. Well, Lonnie Teasley is a different offensive line coach than Greg Atkins, but they're both part of the same package. And Greg Atkins is still part of the program. I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I know we had injuries last year. I know there were injuries there. <clears throat> but you would think a mishmash of maybe one or two first stringers and then a couple of second stringers that you had to bring in because of injury, and maybe you've even got a third-string freshman in there. Okay, well, you'd think they would still be able to, to offer some kind of pass pro for a guy like a Spencer Rattler, who, who <clears throat> should be able to get the ball out of his hand pretty quickly. Um, this D.O., he's, he's, not, he's been around the block as a quarterback. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just doesn't happen. Uh, I don't, I'm not sold on that. And the, the strength and conditioning piece, I've talked it until I can't talk it anymore. I mean, how do you have so many injuries and, and not hold anyone accountable for it? it? It blows my fucking mind, dude. It's, it's like, as if, you know, I were running a store, you know, if I, our, you know, I'm, I'm managing a grocery store. And, and my cashiers are consistently $100 short, and, and my cash is, is $10,000 short at the end of the year, and I, and I write up no one, and I fire no one. So that's, that's, what that, that's what that's like to me. Well, I, I want to and – and Jackpot, I'm not, I'm not trolling here, okay? I, I think that we both can agree Shane Beamer teams generally have played better uh, in the second half of the season. Can we agree on that? We would agree with that. Yes, that's true. And they, and they did play better in the second half of the season this past year, but we, you also got to look at the fact who's on that schedule. Right. You know? But here's, here's the thing though. When we look at the South Carolina schedule this year, and once again, I'm not trolling you Gamecock fans. You've got old dominion, which you'll destroy them. Um, but then you go on the road to Kentucky you welcome in LSU, followed by Akron. Now, I think it's not that far fetched to think you could go two and two there, or at best three and one. You know, I mean, if we're being optimistic there, uh, if you I split, mean, at best you go four and zero. LSU's not not unbeatable. <clears throat> okay, well, and you know, I don't want to come across there, but then it gets weird because you've got. Old Piss at home, you go to Alabama, and then you go to Oklahoma, uh, followed by a bye week. The month of October, the Gamecocks didn't win a game last year, and it's possible they're probably going to be tough to win a game this year. And who's on that slate for October? <laughs> Ole Miss, mm. Alabama on the road, and on the road at Oklahoma. And a bye week. They only play three games in October? Yeah, because the 26th is a bye week. So they, they have three games there, uh, Ole Miss at Alabama and at Oklahoma. Those are your three. And I, I think it may be <clears> – I mean – Best chance there is Ole Miss. South Carolina is going to be jacked for that game because of the whole Juice Wells situation. They're, they're yeah. going to be jacked for Ole Miss. So <clears> – Well, anyway, um, you look at that it, and then – it would be, It would be very, very, very satisfying to me to – throat punch that phony bastard right in the face not juice wells uh lane kiffin but we can throw juice wells in there too if you want to but then after that you bring in uh texas a&m disingenuous 
Then you hit the road to play at Vanderbilt, come back home to play Mizzou, who Shane Beamer's got to get that thing off his back. I mean, the dork is killed. Never lost to South Carolina. Followed by Wofford and then on the road at Clemson. I mean, I know that we bitch about the tough schedule, but the way the schedule is set up for the Gamecocks, the key moment is these four games right here, the first four. If they go three and one there, a bowl game is not out of the possibility. But if you slip up and go two and two or one and three, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, if you go two and two, it's kind of far-fetched. You're not going one and three. I think, I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're going to beat Old Dominion and Akron, but two and two would be, um, I mean, that's just barely keeping your head above water. But three and one could move you into a set where it's like, all right, a bowl game is a possibility. In well, my South opinion. Carolina should South Carolina <laughs> should get three in a row over Kentucky. I, I don't know that they that they're upgrading their roster this offseason. <clears throat> well, they hit we'll, the portal pretty decent, I think. I don't know. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Well, with that though, I mean, winning up the, it's weird games up there. You know, uh, even when South Carolina's had good teams, they've kind of struggled up there. I'm trying to look up, um, and I know it's not the same as far as, you know, because teams are different, but the Kentucky Wildcats at home up there at Kroger Field, uh, let's see here. Um, South Carolina's won the last two, but then you've got – uh, in, two th- in 2020, the COVID year, uh, the Gamecocks got blown out there. But that was the that was the year that the Muschamp changed, right? So can't really look at that one too much. The, in 2018, they lost by a couple of touchdowns. 2016, they lost by a touchdown. Uh, 2014, they lost 45 to, to 38. But it just seems like – and then that was that stretch where Kentucky won, what, five in a row, but – it's. I think that's going to be. You, uh, did you throw in there when one two years ago as an underdog? <laughs> I did. I put it up there. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we've got some folks that are waiting to come on. Let's uh, let's get them into the mix. We will bring in Chris and Georgia first. Chris, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. It'll be. It's supposed to be Brock Vandegrift. Uh, is contesting quarterback. Oh yeah, that's right. But they might lose Liam Cohen because him and Brian Callahan, who just took the Titans job, are really tight. And Brian Callahan wants Liam Cohen coaching Will Levis again, like he did at Kentucky. That was Will Levis' best year was under Cohen. So he might end up at the Titans, which I don't know how Titans fans, Titans Tennessee fans will feel, but we'll see. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys saw uh, Alabama got a recommitment from that five-star uh, wide receiver. It was that's good for them, man. I think DeBoer, he might do all right. I don't know if his offense will work in the, in the league. Uh, not running the ball in the SEC doesn't work out usually, but we'll see. Well, well, I don't – I mean, it's you don't know until it happens, I guess. I, well, that I guy, I that Johnson guy, Chris, that guy, that Dylan Johnson guy had over 1,000 yards this year. Yeah, but the whole team, they averaged – so if you go and look at SEC rushing yards for the last few years and national champs for the last decade, you got to break 150 yards rushing a game. If you look at the the bottom, the 150 yards a game threshold, which DeBoer's never crossed, 
as a as a play caller or a head coach. He's never crossed it. Didn't do it at well, maybe at, at Sioux Falls. I can't find stats on them, but at Fresno State, Washington, and as a as a OC at Indiana, he averaged around 120 yards a uh, game rushing on the ground. LSU had 160. Alabama's had numerous 200 plus yards. Georgia's obviously a, a run first offense. Like you just ain't gonna get it done running 130 yards a game in the SEC. I don't think. Maybe he breaks a cycle. Mike Leach couldn't do it. Mike Leach did make Mississippi State better. Don't get me wrong, but he wasn't winning any any trophies running a, a pass, pass, pass seventy percent of the time offense like well, the board. I'm not trying to. You know, they they thought that Urban Meyer's offense wouldn't work at Florida, and it did. They, you know, they. I, you don't know until it actually gets out there and does it. I, I don't know how good of a coach this guy is going to be, but the the best part is is that, and this is what makes college football great is we're going to fucking find out quick because he's got you know he's got uh, he's got that schedule in front of him. We're going to find out if that offense works or not, and yeah, then he's got we'll be on a rails quick. I mean, I, they're going to put up with that shit down in Alabama. He's got whiskey and, and Camp Randall early. Um, I mean, they weren't super good last year. I think they did pretty well in the portal. We'll see if uh, if Fickle gets them rolling. And then Georgia's their first, it's his first SEC game. He's got LSU and Tennessee on the road. Um, Auburn, he's got Auburn at home. That should be easy. We'll see what they are. But um, I think I think the media the media wants to paint them as. It, it can't miss, and I just think it's a little premature for that. <clears throat> Most people they paint as can't miss have missed. So, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll uh, we'll see on that. You never know. You know what I mean? Uh, it's I'm in the camp of show me, and if if you don't show me, then uh, you know, especially down in Alabama, you're gonna have to move on. So, we shall see. Yeah. For sure, but yeah, I was just I'd, I'd heard Jackpot trying to figure out who's going to be their quarterback, but it'll be. Um, but if they're having to get an OC in February, which Callahan's making his hires right now, if he ends up getting Liam Cohen, if they're making an OC hire in February, I, I think South Carolina just might have their number again. I'm glad we play them That's this not year. Tough, these teams that when they lose because that you always got to throw that into the equation of coaching changes is. Yeah. NFL jobs opening up now. They don't ever open up until like January. So, yeah. I mean, they put you behind the eight ball. Out when, uh, um, what's his name? Munkin went to the Ravens. Uh, they kind of yeah. had a replacement in place. But. I'm curious. If, and I don't think Bobo's going to go anywhere, but like the guys they kind of got to backfill Bobo's position in, um, uh, Dang, I can't remember their names now. One was at Texas A&M when they had a terrible offense, and then the other one was Clemson's old OC, uh, Streeter. I wonder if one of them guys, if, if Bobo left or retired, because Bobo's had his health issues in the past. If something like that rears up again, like, they're going to backfill with Brandon Streeter? I think that could be Kirby's downfall if he did something like that, but we'll see. I mean, it's a it's a desirable job. You think? I think I would have shot that job around a little bit, but him and Bobo go way back, so who knows? But I think they could have got some elite offensive minds in there. But they did well. I mean, hell, they did. They, their offense was good. Their offense wasn't a problem. Um, they did well. But all right, man, I just wanted to, to follow up on that Kentucky question, and I'll let you guys get on down the road. Great show. And I'll talk to you guys Sunday, maybe. Thank you. All right, 
Um, Jackpot, we didn't even talk about Harbaugh taking the Chargers job. I wonder if – So that's, uh, is that official? Was that – that just yep. came out then? Yeah, so Harbaugh's taking the job with the Chargers. Um, yeah, are they going to promote from within side or will they go they out and give it to the guy that cried? And I'm not talking about I hope, so. I hope so. But look, on the other front too, you've got to think about this. Um, what, what if they decide to go out and go to LSU and get Brian Kelly? At, like he was saying at this point, I mean, this late in the game, I mean, that's kind of difficult. It's almost we'll like see. some of these promotions from within, you see them come at this time of the year. We'll have to see. I mean, it could be a coaching carousel once again. We'll see. Uh, Rob has an SEC bias joins us. What's up, buddy? Hey, how are you gentlemen What's doing up? tonight? Good, man. man What's up? I am fantastic. Dude, right, right. It, it's just damn good to be a Gamecock, ain't it, Kale? I mean. It uh, absolutely is. Not like it ever wasn't. But Exactly right. Well, <laughs> and I wanted to touch on the game a little bit just to go back. Um, people don't realize, like, the – the palace that the Gamecocks actually play in. Um, <coughs> they gave out 5,000 student tickets alone. That's the capacity of most of the SEC basketball arenas by itself. That stadium uh, was freaking Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold, hold the fuck on. What? You had, <laughs> look, you, you had a big fucking win last night. I'm not taking away from it there. But you play in a goddamn concert arena that they put basketball in. Let's cut the bullshit. Hey, All right. It's, it's That's what you play. There's no, it's not. It's, it's a fucking Taylor Swift when, fucking place. I actually have seen Monster oh, Jam in there before. They got they put Monster yeah. Trucks in there. You can put place. fucking Monster Jam in your goddamn basketball arena. Stop it. But Stop. um in all seriousness though, um uh, excuse me. It, it does show that this city wants to win. This university wants to win. Whenever we get success, um, I mean, the, the city just really gets behind any team that's going. And I, I think that speaks volumes of the program. Lamont Paris has to be the SEC coach of the year at this point. I don't know who else would even well, have a claim. At the, at the January poll, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're probably right. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, assuming he continues on the same trajectory. Look, and I, I, when I look back, I was looking at stuff today. How in the fuck did you lose to Clemson? Uh, I, I well, honestly don't know. That. It was those balloons, man. The, the damn construction boats. The, the damn it. Home Depot uniforms. Yeah. No. Got I don't know how you lost to Clemson. You got what? Three losses on the year. You lost to Clemson. You lost to uh, Alabama oh, yeah. and Georgia, Georgia, right? Those are your three losses. I, I, I mean, I can understand the Alabama thing because you had to play down there in that shithole, but – the Georgia loss. I mean, Georgia's playing good basketball right now too. But yeah, they, uh, they, that, that, that was a disappointing loss. They were a seven-point favorite. That was that was that was disappointing. Yeah, um, yeah I, I the I like the CLA. Uh, it's you know it's convenient, and and got out of there pretty quickly last night after it was over. It's because I mean I, you know I wasn't wanting to get home at one o'clock in the morning. But um, I, I like it. I like the rim. I, I really, I really miss the old uh, Carolina Coliseum. Coliseum. I, I really do. I mean, and well, it's full of asbestos, man. Well, Look, but it's I remember, full of memories too. Yeah, you play a game there, and it's literally 
I've been to several games there. You're right on top of the damn court. You yeah, well, I've been – the only court. games at the Coliseum yeah. I've been to were the uh, – y'all remember the uh, the Infernos? Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's a completely different setup for hockey. But, I mean, for basketball, uh, you were right on top of them. And, I mean, it felt like you were playing in a fucking pit. When you were there, yeah. seriously, it was. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen him play Clemson there many a time. Saw a lot of games back in the day in the old uh, Metro Conference there when they played Cincinnati and Florida State. They've seen some games with Virginia Tech and then some SEC games too. I mean, but well, I mean, when we first came into the SEC, we we blew ass for a while until Eddie Fogler <laughs> kind of turned some stuff around. And then by the time he was leaving, uh, they were opening up the 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 CLA. Um, but that place was, yeah, you, you definitely had a, a home court advantage there. Um, hosted some other good stuff too. Rob, you remember, you remember the, the Nitro, um, do you remember when, uh, the, the, uh, the NWO parodied the four horsemen and, and Kevin Nash, supposed to, he dressed up like Arn Anderson with the, the neck brace and the beard. You remember that one? Yeah. I was at yeah. that. That was, that, that was at, at the, uh, at Carolina Coliseum. That was also the one where he broke his neck there too, if I remember correctly. I think that well, was. I will game. say the uh, the improvements they've made to to the CLA, at least since I've you know taken full interest in the program. It, it's you can't say it's not a good arena. I mean, the brick out on the outside. Asia well, it's Wilson. A, it's a, it's a nice arena, up. but it's a fucking concert hall, buddy. I, I like it. I mean, it's not. I like it. It's nice, but it's it's cookie cutter. That's true. Too. It, it that I I can see how how you're describing the Coliseum it being unique. Um, I will give you that the CLA isn't necessarily unique. It's just fucking massive. Well, but, and um, look, the the university doesn't even manage the damn arena. It's managed by the the folks that manage the Spectrum up in Philadelphia. So I mean, you have this, and the reason why is because it's a the goddamn hall. Yeah, the the spectrum, they whatever. They don't still call it that, do they? Well, it's the same. The look, I can tell. I'll tell you exactly who it is. Hold on, you're I'll throwing it way back. No, who spectrum. manages? Uh, I I remember reading this. Let's see. Is that still the same building up there, Rob? Surely not. Yeah, hold on. I'm telling you who it is right now. Hi, Daddy. Hi, Daddy. Yeah, its Hi, owner Daddy. is Hi, is hello, Jaden. Its owner is is Spectra. That's that operator is Spectra. Did, did the sec did the Sixers did they still play in that same building? Because that was around like in the eighties. Yeah, I'm trying to see here. Uh, it's, it's, it has to have been rebuilt. Hold on, Spectra. Well, Matthew Goldsmith says it's not. Uh. I saw y'all doing a brief preview of the record. I mean, the schedule's coming up. Um, y'all didn't go too too much into depth, but uh, what, what's y'all's general feelings on the on how y'all how y'all think the season's going to come up? You think Clemson's going to be good, and Kale? Do you think we'll make a bowl game? Um, I do. Uh, contrary to what a lot of folks think, you know, many many times when people. It just many times when people think that you know certain things are going to break a certain way, and it just doesn't doesn't happen that way. Rob is right. We start off three and one, which is is very doable. You know, there's there's uh, three more wins on that schedule. You know, they got to get some things to break their way, but they've got to 
They've got to break that Missouri deal, man. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't. Everybody's really high on them. Yeah, I really don't think. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. Um, I don't I, either. How much of their uh, How much of their O line are they returning? Because I think that was really their main strength of their squad. Well, their defense was what was really good, and they lost. Well, I mean, like on the offense, that is. Um, I, and I'm not. I'm not sure about the offensive line piece, but I mean, losing Cody Schrader, I think, is going to be massive. I mean that that guy was, and I I would think that damn kicker should be gone by now. Surely the kicker, kicker. Surely to God. I mean yeah, that guy's been around. It seems like since black and white TV was a thing. So Spectra Spectra is who manages it, and they manage a shit ton of buildings. Uh, share the screen so you guys can see it. But they they manage a shit ton of, um, and Jackpot mentions his cookie cutter. That's what they are. Um, here's some of the places that they manage right here. It's right there in the mix. Um, what is that is in that, North Carolina? Is that the Raleigh that, that's probably Crown Complex? What? Crown Complex? That's Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. I'm mm -hmm. trying to the Bond Sports Arena. Do they do the Spectrum Center up in Charlotte? No, they don't. That's Spectrum. What's that thing up in North Carolina? What is that one? Up this above one? The, or this that, one? No, to the, in western North Carolina. What was that? Mm, Zoom here? in on it a little more. No, you're up in fucking Ohio. Yeah, in North Carolina. North you're Carolina. Virginia. All right, I'm trying to see. Like, this is yep. fucking not wanting to manage, but. That's, anyway. that's CLA right there at the tip of the uh, lake. And then yeah. your Bonza Coors is up there. You're going the wrong way. You ain't going towards North Carolina. Your head. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fucko. Uh, the Charleston Coliseum. Down oh, they did the rub. In that, uh, in that were Kentucky place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they got a shit ton um, of yeah, I wonder so how they, the hell they got in the like, business for that. I don't know, but they manage all these arenas, bringing people in. You know what's a, you know what's a real underrated basketball venue, Rob? That I bet you've never been to. What's um, that? It's the biggest. It's the biggest. Uh, indoor uh arena in western north carolina west of Asheville, is the liston d ramsey regional event center at western carolina whole I've seven thousand people whole seven thousand people i went there the first year it was open in like 1987 saw him play Furman. my dad used to take me to Furman games all the time when i was a kid just because you know they were the hometown team and they played in the memorial auditorium and we liked them so I'll tell you, and we went to Western Carolina, and dude, you know, like you can get from Cullowee, North Carolina, you can actually get to like Walhalla and the Clemson area from there. Yeah. But you got to take some serious fucking mountain back roads. Hell yeah, through Cashers. Yeah, well, this was in '87, so you know you still had some really shitty roads, dude. Bro, he got me, and and, and you didn't have there wasn't no Google Maps, you know, there was none of that, so you had to either look at a Ram McNally map or follow the green signs or just your sense of direction we got on a road it was a fucking gravel dirt road through the mountains for like 25 miles that connected one that. highway to the other it took like four five hours to get home from there i'll tell you i <laughs> drove up to uh i drove up to west west carolina from uh from clemson like you were saying taking that drive through cashers man and you're mm -hmm. not freaking kidding it's a it's a scary drive you're sitting well, over, right bro, over cliffs, standing there the whole time. Well, a few summers ago, we were up in that area, 
and we had had driven from Clayton, Georgia, up to Franklin, North Carolina, and I and I was trying to get from there to Brevard, so I could get to Brevard, I can get down to Travelers Rest, South Carolina, and from there I can get home. So I took I went up through there, and I took the wife on this road, and it was a road that goes from Franklin, North Carolina, to Highlands, North Carolina. And dude, this this road it started out normal, but then you're like getting in the mountains and you start twisting and you start and we're on this fucking hugging the side of this damn mountain. There's no fucking guardrail. All you can see oh, yeah. is mountain laurel and like 200 fucking feet down to a fucking river down here. And she was she was like hyperventilating, scared shitless. I mean, she was really really upset with me for taking her on that road. She was about to kill me, and I'm like, I, like I didn't fucking know, okay? I'm like, I don't go up these and up, down these damn roads all the time. I didn't know it was this fucking bad. I, uh, she was actually having to close her eyes. Where she's like, slow down, freaking out, man. Yeah, crazy. No, yeah, that drive is wild, uh, especially when snow's on the ground. Um, that's that's when I went. So I was definitely white knuckling the whole freaking way. But uh, Paul, he is right. You do drive under the waterfall there. One thing I will say, moving back to to Carolina, um, I, I started digging a little bit more into the roster. I knew that this is going to be like truly Beamer's boys this year. I'm pretty sure all of the Muschamp scum have uh, has been cleared from the roster. And if if you look at it, he's bringing in a lot of big bodies, which is something we haven't really had at South Carolina since Spurrier, uh, especially along the D line. I'd yeah. say Muschamp went a lot more for like your your you know fast six three guys. It seems like Beamer's <clears throat> bringing a lot of real just huge human beings, which is something I, I think I'm excited about because a lot of the times I see us you know getting shit on. It's because our O line can't push at all. Our D line's getting pushed three yards back well, before anybody I, can I even see that them. on social media all the time. We look small. We look small. I'm like, you know, getting out there and standing next to one of these players, they ain't small. But no. when you look at them on TV, it looks like they are. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm saying. A lot of these, uh, like all the sophomores that he brought in along the line were 6'5 minimum, which makes them automatically the biggest in that position group. Yeah, but if you can't develop them because your offensive, your, uh, offensive line coach is a turd, it doesn't matter. You could be a big guy and not be worth a shit. I mean – Dude, I, I I I got down there one time at one of them games and and have gotten out on the field before. After it was over with, back 10, 12 years ago, I got near Kelsey Quarles. That guy took his helmet off. It looked like he had a fucking whole ham on the back of his. Yeah, yeah, Quarles. He was talked a big about fucking dude. huge people. That was like a three hundred pounder, wasn't it? He was oh, built yeah. like Wolfwork. Every bit of it. I remember that scary well, wanna... ass face he had. I want to address Brock really quick here. He says, saying CLA is bad because his host concert is ridiculous. Papa John's doesn't host shit, and that's a flex. There's nothing to do in Clemson other than screwing your relatives. They'd love an arena like the CLA. <laughs> um, well, let they me had address one for one year, Rob, uh, uh, Brock. They played in the uh, – They played the, in uh, the Bon Secours. I'm always going to call it the Bilo Center. It's the Bon Secours Wellness. I can't call it Bilo Center because, number one, there is no more Bilo, but, and it's not called that, but – yeah, the green so, to, to address that, um, what I meant was is that typical basketball arenas like, um, I don't know, Cameron Indoor hold about 9,000 people. To me, it needs to be a more intimate atmosphere 
where the fans are right on fucking top of you. Okay. And Clemson's Clemson's arena is actually right in the heart of campus. So there's that too. Now I'm not going to sit here and be a, like a Gamecock fan uh, talking football and like I'm talking about them being the greatest ever. Clemson hoops is terrible. Being a Clemson basketball fan is like being a South Carolina football fan. You think that you're supposed to be great, but in reality, you're a hunk of shit. I'm one of those people that I'm not going to sit here and try to defend uh, Little John or the, the Clemson basketball program because they're just not very good. They're not. So, but I was actually, yeah. uh, I, but I, I get what you're saying about an intimate atmosphere, but there is something to be said about being able to pack 20,000 fucking people in to watch a basketball game. You know, I, I think that, and I don't, I don't ever understand why they did it. I think Duke missed the golden opportunity back in the uh, the heyday of the Mike Krzyzewski era. Why did they not build a big arena there? Yeah, Duke, I mean, they, could, they could have built a 20,000-seat arena and put an ass every 18 inches for years and years and years. If they and that's what drives their athletics. Well, I and, and that's fair too, but I think that I, maybe I'm just getting old, and I just think the atmosphere is better if, if you you put ten thousand people in there, nine thousand people in there, and they're all losing their shit. I mean, it's just it's just better in my opinion. But hey, whatever. Mike, Br- Mike Bridges says uh, Carolina doesn't make a bowl game, and Beamer gets fired. You know, look, and here and here's the thing about it. I mean, everybody talks about how tough this year's schedule is coming up. Well, number one, you know how I hate that talk. It's an SEC yeah, It's going to be tough every year. And really, uh, the Athletic put those – one of their guys did an article. Sports Talk J was going over all 16 of them. Carolina's only ranked seventh, seventh toughest. I mean, we're not the number one toughest schedule in the country like we're, like we're used to being every year where we can, can lean on that crutch. But it is going to be a tough schedule for South Carolina, especially when you, you take into account the, the fact that – you know, some of those teams may not be tougher than the ones that you've been playing. You know, one could argue that Georgia's a, a tougher opponent than Alabama. One could t- could say Tennessee and LSU is probably a wash. One could probably say, you know, I don't know. Um, trying to think of somebody else in SEC. Well, we're playing the other one. So anyway, well, who, who's um, your who's your Florida? I mean, I guess you you don't, you don't have, have one because Oklahoma's yeah. better in Florida. Right. And Ole Miss is better in Florida. So you right. don't have that. Um, so you uh, lost that. It did get tougher, but at the same time, he he lost his mulligan for 2024, having a really tough schedule and getting adjusted to playing some of these different teams by having such a shitty 2023. That's a fair point. Uh, Zach says, uh, South Carolina fans brag about the CLA, the proud of Monster Champs establishment. Look, I, it, it, it's just a concert hall. And I mean, I will give you this. When you put the 20,000 people in there like it was last night, it's an intimidating motherfucker. But you don't pack it out for every game. I mean, let's just the be women honest. Do. Yeah, well, I mean, do you really want to talk about that and what they do for that to happen? I mean, Oh, yeah, like, probably give them away for free. No, they. it's like, um, it's like $5 tickets. Seriously. For the I upper deck, it's five dollar tickets. I mean, it's they do a lot. I'm not knocking Don Um She's great, but if they can get consistently good, you'll you'll start seeing some. Yeah, I, I've I've long said with the way the program is set up that South Carolina 
is a sleeping giant, and I can get laughed at. South Carolina's Gamecock fans, they're uh, like, I'll be frank, they're longing for something <clears throat> to hitch their wagon to besides a women's basketball. Yeah, well, so and look, they keep on winning, they'll show up. Well, I'll give you this too. Look at the players that are are from this state that if South Carolina could have gotten, um, we can go with Kevin Garnett, Ray oh. Allen, Zion Williamson. I mean, we can go – I mean, there's a shit ton of players that played in this state. Remember Stanley there's, Roberts, who was from Eau Claire? Stanley Roberts John from Morant. Eau Claire was, was – was, John Morant's another one. There's a shit ton of, of basketball talent here. Really? That they – absolutely. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was was by – Murray State, and uh, he committed to them, and South Carolina offered him late. Yeah. Um, Frank Martin made a comment about that, about, man, it sucks that that happened. But, look, there's basketball talent here. And here's the thing. None of them are going to look to go to Clemson. They don't want to fucking go up there. But they, I, the idea that they could come to South Carolina and play, they can get that talent to stay here. Yeah, I, I agree with it's not as far-fetched to think that South Carolina could be a basketball juggernaut over being a football juggernaut. I'll buy into the basketball program more than the football program. I really, really will. Well, and like I said, um, I mentioned this in that last show. Uh, Lamont Paris has been recruiting well. I really think this Eli Ellis guy he's bringing in is the real freaking deal, Rob. Uh, I don't know if you've seen we'll anything see. about this guy. But <clears throat> yeah, we'll he is, he's been – I'm pretty sure he was on the best. Uh, you know how they do like the AAU or whatever. That's pretty much where the top recruits play. He was on the best AAU team last year and started, switched teams, oh. and now I'm pretty sure the team he's on now is the best. And he he's literally dropping 50 points for fun, dude. This guy's the real freaking deal. He's a small guard though. That's the only oh. thing that I'm worried about. There, there, the Gamecock Chuck. He you could tell that he is a guy who follows this program because uh, Frank didn't bring Kerry Rich on board who. Kerry Rich, for those that don't know, former captain on the Gamecock basketball team. Um, Kerry Rich has – he also runs the Summer League in uh, Columbia where NBA players come into Columbia to play every summer. They have like four or five teams, and yeah, Kerry Rich it? runs that league. And he, But the, having him on the staff is huge because of the Rolodex that he has – and the ability to go and talk to these AAU coaches. Uh, a lot of respect for what Gamecock Chuck isn't the, um, isn't the McDonald's Isn't the McDonald's like high school uh, all-star game in Columbia too? I don't know about that. I just know the summer league. Sure. I mean, some of the players that have been in the in the Columbia summer league are just stupid. Hey, I got to move on, man. We got like people waiting, buddy. Yeah. I appreciate hey. you. Oh, wow. I'm leave you with this. Thank go you, for sir. it. I, hey. This time of the year, if I see you a hoodie, man, I'm liable to slap the shit out of you if your name ain't Carolina Jackpot. It's quarter zip season. It's Lamont quarter Paris zip. on top, baby. It's quarter zip Woo. season. Woo. Yeah, okay. Uh anyway, let's uh let's bring in this guy's been waiting. Dylan, welcome to the program. I want to say congratulations to South Carolina, that's not to win. I'm a Kentucky fan, and they just clearly right. outplayed us. Just, we didn't even show up last night. No, that's, that's partially true. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Well, hey, um, thanks for being the guy to come in and say, you know what? Uh, hey, you know, we got our ass Thank beat. You. It's, it's not like like eating a slice of humble pie because, I mean, we've had to do it for God knows how long. So, you know, hats off to you. Good luck to your team the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Let's play South Carolina again, Rob. Uh, I think we got y'all at work. Uh, probably at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably yeah. lose by forty. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be the game where Jackpot will be fucking mad. I mean, that'll be he was just mad as hell. Well, I think we did. We went up there. Was that we beat them up there last year, Rob? Or was it? I think we did. I think you did. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did. So, um, anyway. Um, Come here, baby. Yeah. So, there you go with that. Hey, appreciate it, man. Thanks for checking in, Dylan. Yep. See you later. All right, Justin joins the program. Justin, what's up, buddy? How you doing, guys? Hey, what's man. Up, Congratulations to your team, man. Thank you. Hey, Jacella, I can't believe we beat Kentucky basketball a whole lot now. We beat Kentucky a whole lot back then, do we? No, but I mean we've had more success against them than I mean a lot of teams have. I mean most everybody else gets blown out by them usually. I mean South Carolina's pulled some upsets off against Kentucky, so it's kind of weird the way that happens. Oh yeah, but I was happy. Uh, hey, Coach Cal, he 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 has not no way in all plays at all, has he? No, I, I don't understand. I don't know if you were, you saw him last night, Rob. I mean this guy was like, I mean he was he was. Five feet out on the court the entire game. What's the deal with that? I didn't think that was allowed. I, I mean, Coach Cal, you're supposed to be in the box, but he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He he, yeah, he still got to take a foul um, last look, night. He, the, the idea of developing a team with him is is, is fucking out there. This guy, he, he has a brand-new starting five every year. I mean, that's just the way that he goes. It's a brand-new starting five every year. He only has to keep these kids eligible – until, you know, until the middle of when they go and play in the tournament. It's not like, I mean, I don't know. It's, they're not necessarily student athletes in my mind, but hey, they, they can play basketball. We'll give them that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, if I go, uh, hey, why? Chris needs a new basketball coach, man, because. Yes, sir. They just need one bad because if somebody could go out there and just get this, get this, this bullshit, why? They could do it, why? Uh, Clemson needs a new basketball coach. Yes, sir. Completely yeah. agree with you. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Hey, Clemson, you have a good night, man. All right? You too. Go Gamecocks. Go Gamecocks. Right. Yeah, I, I think, Rob, I think, you know, I think the heat from 2016 through 2019 was kind of off Brad Brownell because of what Dabo was doing. But, I mean, now that – I mean, they're not really in the national championship mix. I'm not going to say Clemson – I, I, you know, they might, they might that 12 team playoff. I don't know, but yeah, well, Clemson's not a, um, the Clemson basketball team though is, is second fiddle to everything. Pressure of oh, that's what Clemson fans seem to really get. I, I hear a lot of Clemson basketball. I hear a lot more Clemson basketball talk when the football team is not as good. <laughs> That's a, that's a fair that's a fair statement. But you I mean, what I'm I, saying you, you I, what I'm, I'm saying. not trying to be. I'm not no, trying to be. I, I can I completely get what you're saying. If if the football team is eight and four like they were this year, 
then a lot of fans, and there are bandwagon fans, every fan base has them, they check out and think, all right, well, how's basketball season going to look? Um, but, you know, you have to get to a point where you're stuck in neutral forever. I don't think it's out of the realm of, of in, you know, sanity to say Clemson should be in the mix to make the NCAA tournament every season. I, I don't think it's that far-fetched with the money that's spent up there and – you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that far fetched, but they're not. And then you got this coach that is losing to fucking Moorhead State. The fuck are you doing? It's a disaster, to shithole. Let's welcome in Jonah from Georgia. Jonah, what's up, buddy? What's up? How are you? So, congratulations, Jack, on the um, big um, upset last night with Kentucky. I was actually mm-hmm. happy to see South Carolina. Um, not only did they beat Kentucky, they blew them out. Yeah, I mean they they blew them out in the end. It was seventy six sixty two, and and Michi Johnson hit. I mean he threw that thing up from like forty feet there with you know less than what thirty seconds left in the game. That was just an insane uh, shot. So I know the people that called him the the little pineapple headed punk that needed to get a clothesline were uh, kind of pissed off about that one and that, but. Oh, well. Yeah. We need our day in well, the sun, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody's due for their day in the sun. Um, I have a question, though, about, um, like, Alabama. So, um, what do you think about their defensive coordinator? I, I don't think it's a good hire. Who – who's – um, they they've been things have been spinning so fast. They hired the guy from South Alabama, right? Or UAB? Oh, the, or? Uh, um, uh, yeah, Womack. Womack. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Kane Womack. He said he turned in a pretty a really solid team at a, a a group of five level a team that they've really risen up. I mean, pretty quickly. Okay, so I, like, I, I, um, they, I don't. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I don't know his resume, but I know he took South Alabama to a seven and six season. I know under his under his uh, administration, he gave up multiple forty point games to players in is it the Sun Belt? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, they beat up on Oklahoma State early in the season, though. Look, I I, I, I think you have to, you have to give and I, you have to give DeBoer he's got to be able to go and get the coaches that he wants um, and, and see if it works because it's an accelerated process at Alabama. If he goes in there, if they go eight and four this year, I think that he's on the boiling seat already because they're so spoiled down there as a fan base from what they had. If he go eight and four this year, they better go damn 10 and two the following year. And that may not be good enough. Yeah. So, I mean, well, but I mean, on, on that front, he should be two. able to get whoever he wants and then go from there, you know? Any team that goes 10 and 2 from here on out is making the playoffs regardless. Unless right, you but have like 12. Look, teams let me give you let me give you this too, because there's a lot of narrative out there that um I'm gonna give you the devil's advocate side of it. I personally I think that Alabama's going to take a step back because keeping up with what Saban had is is fucking absurd. So but let's say that the step back for them is a 10 and two season 
where mm-hmm. they make the playoffs as a 12 seed or however that works out, and they win a couple of playoff games. It's not really that far-fetched. I mean, you've got 12 teams that are going to make this thing. Uh, I, I, I think that I think Alabama could be a team that's right there in the mix, even though their roster's been depleted. I'm with you on that. But I think that the playoff committee is going to uh, – I think there's going to be a lean towards some SEC schools. Um, and I think that if Alabama goes through that schedule and they're 10-2, and two, they're going to be a playoff team. And well, if he's in the playoffs in his first season, the what what can anybody say? Holy fuck. I'm you not know? sure they're yeah. going to go 10 and 2 though next year. I do sure. think I, I think Ole Miss might finally get over that hump and beat Bama next year. I would say right. like a, a 50-50 game would be uh, Georgia like they don't I feel play. like Georgia should win. But historically, Georgia has always struggled with Alabama, really ever since 2007. Yeah. Okay. So Alabama State. Yeah, they don't. They don't play uh, either one of the Mississippi schools next year. I did a breakdown on their schedule. You got to remember those divisions are gone. So. Nope. They they've got their schedule is Western Kentucky, South Florida at home. They go to Wisconsin. Georgia at home, at Vanderbilt, South Carolina at home, they go to Tennessee, Missouri at home, they go to LSU, Mercer at Oklahoma, and Auburn. So, yes, okay. they do get Georgia. They don't play Texas. They don't uh, – they do play Tennessee on the road. Okay. Um, but – and then they've got Auburn at home. So, you know – I, I, the schedule is tough, but I mean, everybody's schedule is tough, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to hate on Bama, but Bama, Wisconsin, I think is a 50 50 game right now. That's just if they played today. What, a- but what makes you say that? I mean, Alabama's roster is still one of the top 10 in the country as far as the 247 sports composite right now. Wisconsin's is not. You think going up to Wisconsin is going to fuck with them and it's not even wintertime yet? Uh, I think Luke Fickle's a hell of a coach. I think that game, I think that Wisconsin might give them a little bit of trouble, but I think Alabama should still win that game. That's why I'm saying it's a 50 50 game. It could go either way. It's, you know, bounce a ball type deal. Um, Georgia. Georgia is more talented. But. Old Miss, by the way, has Furman, Middle Tennessee, Wake Forest, Georgia Southern. They get Kentucky, South Carolina, LSU, Oklahoma. They get a week to prepare for that game. Arkansas, and then they play uh, Georgia at home. Florida on the road, and then they play at Mississippi State for the Egg Bowl. Their schedule is more manageable, in my opinion, than um, than Alabama's because – their toughest games are at home. I guess their toughest road game would be at LSU on October the 12th. So, I mean, that's – I don't know. I mean, we don't know what Alabama's going to have. I can just tell you from talent wins out, in my opinion, and they've still got a ton of talent down there. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. So I feel like um, I feel like Bama-LSU next year could be a track meet type game. So, I would say that's a 50-50 game. 
That's at LSU Oklahoma. on November the 9th. So, yeah. They play uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma on the 23rd. Uh, I that win Bama. You think they win uh, at Oklahoma? I do. So, you they think Wisconsin's coordinator, but Oklahoma's Oklahoma winning at Oklahoma is is easier than winning at Wisconsin is what you, what you're saying, right? Well, they've lost their offensive coordinator, they've lost their QB. Their defense really isn't anything to be impressed over. They might Rob, they might regress back to 6 and 6 like they were in Venables first year. Weren't they 6 and 6, I think or something like yeah, that? It's they were they, they, were, they were the six. BVD's here tonight. Happy birthday to BVD Jackpot. He is 78 years old. Welcome in, BVD. Look at you, man. Happy birthday to BVD. Um, when my uh, oh, yeah. when model uh, 88 guns and outdoors says the old Big East used to definitely be for basketball first. That conference was brutal. Those games were awesome to watch. And then big money took over and ruined it. Yeah, bro. I have to agree with that. I'm going to say when, when I was a kid growing up, uh, in the eighties, we had the satellite dish and, you know, we could pick up like virtually anything. And of course I knew who all the Metro conference teams were. And I followed that a bunch cause I followed the game cop basketball. Then other than that, it wasn't. And then I followed the ACC cause that came on our local channel, channel four and 13. But then other than that, it wasn't the SEC. It wasn't really big T it was the, the big East. Because that came on ESPN, it come on Monday nights, it come on Saturdays, it come on Thursday nights. I mean, and you had some teams that you had like Villanova, Providence, uh, fucking uh, Pitt, Connecticut, St. John's, Georgetown, Syracuse. I mean, those were some damn good teams. What and, about and Maryland? You had some char- those coaches were characters too, right? You remember Lou Carnesecca that was the coach at uh, at St. John's? Rob, the guy that wore the crazy sweater. Yep. Dude, you know you know he's fucking still alive? Fuck out of here. <laughs> he's still fucking alive, dude. He's like almost 100 years old. You know, he had that crazy-ass sweater, and he it was just this ugly sweater. You remember John Thompson, the coach for Georgetown, came out in that one game when they were playing each other like in Madison Square Garden. He pulled up in that suit yeah. jacket, and he had on the same damn sweater. That was That's crazy. Funny. That is funny. Well, anyway, we may we may disagree on that. I don't think that I think that Alabama is not going to fall as far as people think, but I I'm think it would be, it's going to be. Good. I think it, it's going to be interesting though if if they can rally through and they go ten and two. I think they make the playoffs. If not, though, he may lose that team if they fall down the stretch. Let's say they lose to Wisconsin, and uh, he, he's not able to keep some of those guys that were saving guys. Oof, it might get ugly there. We'll see. Well, what if they start out two and two? They win their first two games, lose to Wisconsin. They lose the momentum, lose to Georgia. Uh, if they start at two and two, then after that, they've got games at Vanderbilt and South Carolina. The Those? If South Carolina goes in there and beats them there, that the wheels may come off. Oh, Vanderbilt that, yeah. is a win. South Carolina could be a 50-50 game. Uh, in in Alabama, Alabama, I'm not. Okay, no. I'm just saying if 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 South Carolina goes in there and Lenore Sellers has a Spencer Rattler type day where he's going to throw the fucking ball and everybody's going to catch everything just like they did with the Tennessee game a couple seasons ago, that and they have that happen to them there, 
the wheels could fall off because South after Carolina go, if South Carolina goes in there and wins, I, I don't care if Alabama's two and four when we go and win it. That'll be a top five in program history win. Well, but then you've got after that they go to Tennessee and then they welcome in Mizzou and Mizzou, Mizzou may go in there and beat them because Mizzou's that, got that, a bunch that's of very, that's very valid. I, I was looking at that too and I said that when I was just kind of breaking their schedule down, I'm like, you know, you lost those Mississippi schools, but I mean, you picked up Mizzou and, you know, two years ago, I mean, that looked like a game where you're going to run them out of the building and games over by halftime, but yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. And, and I said, I think Mizzou may fall off next year, but then again, I could be wrong. I mean, they may not. I mean, I don't they, know got, what drinks so, bringing in. I, well, I you know, Cody Schrader, he, he just kind of looked like a good story to everybody for how, you know, all of last year and the first part of this year turned out he's a pretty fucking good back. So right. well, who knows what they're bringing in? You got to give the dork credit for, for finding, you know, coal or finding something that's coal. And yeah, he stands on found him. That, remember, they, they told the story. This donor went and had dinner with Eli Drinkwitz and was like, would you please give this young guy a chance? And, and, and he let him walk onto the team, and, and he ends up leading the SEC in Russia. I mean, you just don't see a lot of stories like that anymore. I mean, just, yeah. you surely well, don't. I mean, the what five I can stars you, are the five stars, and everybody else is who they are. But what I can the tell you is, is that Brady Brady Cook has – he's going to be – I mean, it's not out of the realm to think he's going to be one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the conference. And then – You've still got Luther Burden, who is going to be playing on Sundays. They've got four guys back on the offensive line. Um, they've got the other wide receiver. I can't remember his name, but he's coming back too. They'll figure the shit out on defense. It seems like their defense gets better as the year goes on. I mean, Missouri's going to be one of those teams that it's going to be – they're going to be another interesting team next year. They well, could be – Didn't they lose their defense? They lost their defensive coordinator LSU, yeah. Yeah, Baker's at LSU now. So Rob, not a lot of people not a lot of people not a lot of people know this because they don't really follow the Mizzou like the way you and I do. But you know, we listen to the Mazad cast, we kind of follow some Missouri people on Twitter um and, and keep up with them. Can you think of any um college football player? In, in the span of just a few months, who has went from just being so universally disliked by a fan base to so universally loved by a fan base than Brady Cook? Yeah, I mean he he looked like uh, he looked like somebody called him uh, one of the kids from South Park. He he it's went, he went the opposite. He went the opposite of what DJ Uyunglele went at Clemson. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, but you know, like Kelly Bryant was the same way, but it was on the other end when they brought Kelly Bryant in. Kelly Bryant went from my god, this guy's great to the shits when he was banging that tight end that uh, oh, I can't remember pronounce his name, he was banging that tight end's girlfriend, and the whole I team was banging the tight end. I was like, well, no, he was you banging, know, I mean, I know, we can't the, really say. no, but he was banging the tight end's girlfriend, and the whole team turned on him. But he went from being Archie? a QB one to Jordan Leggett. No, the, the, the tight end with the, the crazy name jackpot. Opening No, no, I'm talking about when he transferred to Mizzou. Kelly Bryant played at Mizzou. 
They do. Yeah, I know that. It's, that's what um, I'm saying. It's the same thing. He at Mizzou, he was banging the Mizzou tight end's girlfriend, and he went from being liked to hated. It was Michael on the Sarah. other end. I don't know who would oh. this have been. That's uh, a cr- I've not heard that story. Oh yeah, yeah, Mizzou tight end. Hold on, I'm looking up his name right now. Let's see here. Who was this guy's <laughs> name? Uh, he had like Weedermeyer? a. No, he, was, he had like a really, really strange name. Um, well, Wiedermeyer is kind of a strange one. That was the story with the Kelly Bryant thing. So, uh, I would have thought going on the road and losing to fucking Wyoming would have turned the entire team again. Well, they lost, they lost to Vanderbilt. Oh, they, Albert, they did. here you go. Yeah, here you go. Albert. Uh, OQ. Oh, 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 Albert O. Albert O. Yeah. So that was the thing. He was banging Albert O's girlfriend, girlfriend, and the team and the team turned on him. There you go. The guy's helping us out over there. Yeah. So that that happened, and he went from love to hated. But it's different with Cook. He went from despised to love. Oaken so Beckham. Oaken Beckham, or something was his name. Yeah, a, a crazy name. I couldn't pronounce it. I don't want to try to butcher Remember it. who you're talking about now? They called him Albert O on the Mizzou. Albert O, yeah. But I mean, he was banging. He was, uh, Kelly Bryant was banging his girlfriend and the whole team. What was the name of the, the tight end this year? The Red at Norfleet? I don't know. Nor- the, yeah, the that kid's good. What about yeah, he is good. He what is about good. Jim Harbaugh? Albert O wasn't Michigan. even really that good. I don't think. Well, Harbaugh left Michigan. He's going down to, to the Chargers, and we'll see how that works out for him. I mean, he's no, but the point I was making is they're getting ready to run him out of town on the first thing smoking. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the che- whole cheating thing happened, which no one no one knew about the cheating. But um, now I mean, everyone well, at Michigan I mean, loves it. Michigan's played pretty good football for like what three years now. I mean, I don't think they were trying to run him out. I think he was. At the end of 21, I believe they were, yeah, they were lowering his buyout. After that, I mean, he was – I mean, they, well, and to be honest, before that season, they won the uh, – he was, like, trying to get a coaching job and then told him, I'm coming back. I mean, he basically used them as, like, Leverage. hey, I'm going to take you to the prom and hang out with you, but if I can find a hotter bitch, I'm going to go and fuck her. And then he couldn't find a hotter bitch, so he had to bang the one he was with. He's like, he he's like, you know, the job he wants is like the girl that you always think about, the one that got away. And then the one that he's stuck with, he's trying to get the one that got away, but he has to take the girl that he's stuck with to the prom. Yeah. You know, you want the prom queen, but you end up with the, with the, um, you know. He, he was, he's wanting a 10, her. but he's got a. He's, he's got a six, and he had yeah. to stay with the six. Yeah, I've been there before. That's basically what happened. All right, Jonah. Hey, man, appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. All right, there you go. Jonah joining the program. Jerry Wells said, am I doing a house tour? No, I, I, I went to the bathroom, and I took my device out there and put it outside on top of the uh, washing machine so that I could hear what was going on? I wouldn't miss anything. He says, uh, Matthew says Michigan's not a six. No, but he treated them like a six when he lobbied for an NFL job and then came back. He, well, he treated them like a six. Now it sounds like. Yeah. 
So I'm not saying where do you think the Panthers are going to go now? Oh Jesus! Uh, well, they hired um, they hired the Dan Morgan as the, what, the Morgan, general manager. Yeah. yeah, he's the general manager, and he's going to come in and you know if I were them, I I think you go for some stability and. I think just hiring a coach just because he's like some offensive or whiz kid or defensive whiz kid or whatever, I don't think that would be the best thing to do, in my opinion. I would I would go after a, a proven coach that maybe had a – like the Dallas defensive coordinator I think would be a great hire for them because he's been around football long enough to know, know a little bit about it. And, you know, you won one game this season. So if you go there – There's two. Dude. No, I'm sorry. They did win two. Thank you. But they're two and 15. Okay. So if that's you go horrendous. That's got to be one of the worst teams in history. You think, you don't think Bill B could be a fit there? Well, I mean, he, he, if he wants to coach again, maybe. If he, he wants to coach there, there, I mean, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll bring, they'll, back well, I mean, you remember what, uh, what, what, what good old Dusty Rhodes said. Just you, don't let him take your jersey. You know, uh, just don't because I'm kick not, you in the butt. Uh, get, uh, tell you a computer took your place, Daddy. Yeah, but I mean, um, if he if he could still coach in the NFL, I mean, hell, why not? But I don't think the owner for uh, the Panthers. I think he's kind of a he's kind of a doofus, in my opinion. And I'm, I think he's going to want to hire somebody. I don't think he'll hire a, a proven coach like that. I really don't. That that but, franchise they they've just stepped on their own dick so much. I mean, it it really. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't, you know, and, and tell me I'm crazy, but I know, you know, Charlotte's just, it's a Bergoni metro area, but the upstate of South Carolina, I mean, we, I mean, this place has grown so much, man. I just, I don't, and they're talking about, they were talking one time about building a stadium in Rock Hill. I don't, what would be so bad about just just building a stadium just you know just somewhere on the north south Carolina border i mean closer to the upstate i mean you've got football crazy i mean it would be i don't know i just think it'd be massive i mean you'd have the charlotte influx you have the upstate south carolina influx and the whole state of south carolina hell i might even become a fan of them again well but the the thing with the thing with the panthers was is that when they started it was like they tried to make it you know, I mean, and you've heard the story about the logo. The logo, if you look at it, is supposed to be North and South Carolina together. That's That was the idea for the logo and everything. That's why the Panther looks the way that it does. But, I mean, there's the, the South Carolina people just really didn't, you know, they still think of them as the damn uh, Charlotte the Panthers. Charlotte Panthers. Yeah. So... Uh, Kelly says, who we got on Saturday? Uh, let's look at the games here. Yeah, I know we got Baltimore uh, playing. Uh, who do I have? Oh, in uh, football. Yeah, hold Sunday. on. I'm bringing up right we, got, we got Mizzou on Saturday in Colonial Life. Yeah, so I'm looking at the uh, the actual game. I'm getting the lines for them right now. So the Barney Chiefs, Ross said they should build a stadium out back of the Buckies. I'm wondering when Buckies is going to sponsor a big arena or a stadium. Because you know that's got to be coming. Had that stupid thing of uh, the beaver the running beaver? around. Oh, yeah. have you been to a Bucky's yet? Yeah, I have. We we went and it was like it it's I mean, it's underwhelming, don't you think? It is. It's a fun. It's it's 
So we go, right? And like we it's walk a fucking here, gas station with a bunch of damn overpriced shit that you can find in the mall. Yeah, but the, the thing was that we walk in, right? And like, you know, they're chanting with the barbecue brisket. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So, I mean, I took my three kids in there and we're, it's like a goddamn zoo. I was like, why, why are, you know. It is nuts, dude. And I'm telling you, the first one I went to was the one in Daytona Beach. And, it, you know, I mean, it was an experience, in it, but I mean, it wasn't that crazy. And we also went the one up closer to Jacksonville. Well, I was working for Roses. I was district manager down in the Lumberton area, um, what, two years ago. And they opened the one in Florence in May of 2022, right before Memorial Day, right? I mean, like the middle of May, right before, um, you know, the summer season kicked off. And man, that's fucking place was insane the interstate was backed up for three miles they had a special lane they have a special lane on i-95 coming south from north carolina for buckies just just specifically and the thing about it is it never slowed down i mean you go in there like right now i mean it's still that fucking busy like grand opening so it never that has to be one of their most successful stores right it's it's nuts but they 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 recently they opened one in Kodak Tennessee, which is just just like a a, a, a cunt hair from um, uh, Sevierville and, and and Pigeon Forge and all that, uh, and that was getting ready to open last March when me and uh, the wife were up there for a weekend. But I mean, I can only imagine the insanity there at that one. That one was supposed to be the largest one in the chain at the time. Well, um, I. I- I just, it was just too, it was just too much. I, I was just like, man, to hell with this. We got to get the fuck out of here. I mean, it was like driving me batshit. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, you can't walk. I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy. And like I said, it's a bunch of, it's a lot of the, the beaver, the cute little thing draws you in. But I mean, they really, that, that barbecue sandwich, paying $10 for a down some pulled pork is, is insane. Um, when there's like tons and tons of barbecue restaurants here in South and North Carolina, that you could go to that are probably better. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah well, the, right. the, the best barbecue is not in some corporate-ass place anyway. I mean, we all know that. You know? What are some of the better barbecue restaurants? Um, because I, I tell you, everybody tells me, Jackpot, you got to try Sheely's. You got to take Rockabelly to Sheely's Barbecue in Batesburg, Leesville. I'm like, I've already ate there before one time. I, I just I didn't film it. But it's like, I mean, that's really almost like you go in there. I was that was when I worked for Roses too, and I was down in that area working, and I was by myself, and it was like you're eating with like friends because I mean they just sit you at a big old long table. You just sit down wherever. It was like people here, people there. I mean, it was um, it's kind of crazy, but that that that's some really good good food there. And uh, there, yeah, that, that's really good. There. And uh, Pal- Palmetto Pig, which is right up the street from, I mean, right up the street from the CLA is really really good um anybody knows where Mid- midway midway barbecue uh which is in actually in buffalo but it's really union south carolina is uh a really really good place too it's been around for like probably 100 years it's got like a dirt floor but uh they, they can do yeah. some cooking Farm, there farmhouse or farm boys barbecue in chapin is really really good so Where's that at? And check. Yeah, I tried to last night. We were going to stop it. We we stopped and ate at Waffle House last night on the way home. I hadn't ate at Waffle House in a while, 
Uh, we were going to stop in Chapin at that one there, but I mean, God dang, man. I mean, that interstate is such a fucking cluster right there. When you get off, you don't know if you're coming or going. Right. Um, they've, they've, they, you know, they're doing all that work there, uh, widening I-26. So we went on up and, and went to the one in Newberry, but, um, so Farm Boys Barbecue's in Chapin. Yep. Farm Boys is in Chapin off of exit 91, I believe it is. And, uh, I mean, it's literally, you go and get off the interstate and then go right towards Chapin High School. It's right there on the right. I mean, it is really, really good. Uh, I've always really said that if I, if I move to Columbia, to the Columbia area, that's where I'm on. I'm going to pull up, put up my hitching posts in the Chapin area. Yeah, uh, good, good place. But uh, also Palmetto Pig, outstanding barbecue down there, too. All right, let's pick games before we get out of here, Jackpot. Uh, we got for the AFC Championship, the Kansas City Chiefs are playing on the road at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got? I, I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover, but I think Baltimore wins that game. I think that's a that's a close, that's a hard-hitting game. That's, that's, that's two two styles that are going to clash, um, and I think Baltimore wins, man. I, I think they make it back to another Super Bowl. And that's 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 the one franchise that's, that's just been really really good. It's kind of just come up short uh, wow. over the past what eight ten years, but. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I don't think they get enough credit. I, I I think they're um, I think they win this one. I think they make it back to uh, they make it back to another Super Bowl. So the other matchup, okay. I'm, I'm by the way, I I'm gonna take the Ravens. I I I man, I think Kansas City can win that game. I think that their defense is really good. You got two good coaches there too, Andy Reid and uh, John Harbaugh. Two good coaches. That Baltimore John Harbaugh's been there for a minute too. Yeah, but you also have got the uh, the defense for the Ravens is stupid good. Um, led by well, you know, not led by, but including one Jadavion Clowney. Hey, and and Clowney, Clowney, you got to give Clowney credit. He he's playing his dick off this year. Clowney's been on the comeback tour, hasn't he? Yeah, he really has. He made he made the uh, incentive where to. Uh, he hit his his um, player incentive. I mean, he is, you know, I fuck him for going to South Carolina. But as far as the fact that uh, the way he's playing this year, he's playing like a damn man possessed up there. So um, they lost what three games on the season. They had no business losing, to be honest with you. Uh, but the Ravens are really good. But man, Mahomes and Kelsey are on a different level too. And I like Pacheo, the running back, uh, for. He's a he's a uh, he's a Rutgers man. Yeah, I mean, but he can. He's a, uh, he's a a Scarlet Knight. Rutgers man. Yeah, there you go. I can show you all that. I have uh, updated the helmet collection just a little bit. I keep on getting them. Uh, none of these have been sent to me, by the way. I still need to get that PO box set up for any fan wants to send Carolina Jackpot a helmet. But we do have the dark mode Tennessee helmet. That I got. Okay. So don't think Sam Hater. Virginia Tech. And a little bit different. You know, old school apps. Not old school, but it is the App State helmet. And I'm still wrong. I think I'm still gonna get that helmet too. Even though I have an App State helmet. I've got to get that that App State 1982 helmet with the A with the snow covering 
the A. I just think that's just that that is so before its time, and um, I, I don't know why I'm so hung up on that, but I just I think it's really so, cool. Virtual Kale wants to respond to the dark mode helmet, and what are your thoughts We're on that? Yeah, yeah, fucking great. Thank you, Virtual Kale. Uh, Matthew Goldsmith says Pacheco. Yeah, he 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 did go to uh, Rutgers, and I'm telling you, Rutgers had another uh, smallish but small bowling ball. Uh, very muscular, very uh, very good type of running back this year. Um, Kyle Manungai. Uh, who uh, uh, I think he was one of the leading rushers in the Big Ten, and uh, that guy's going to do some things. Um, I'm not sure if he's got another season at Rutgers or he's going to take his talents elsewhere too. But um, I'm telling you, they can they can produce some players up there. I mean, they're they, they can produce it in pockets, and they're not going to produce a ton of talent. But I mean, but I mean. Really though, if you think about it, though, Rob, why not? I mean, why not? Is that that is the closest college football program to the most populated metro area in the United States? Yeah. I, it is. It's the it's the largest Power Five program or the closest Power Five program to the, to the New York City metropolitan area, which is the most populated area in the U.S. I mean, you'd think you could find a couple of guys there to play football, right? Right. I mean, it's. I mean that. I. I mean, I think they should be. They should be more competitive than what they are, and they're competitive. I mean, right now, I mean, just on paper, looking at what they've done, it's a better program than South Carolina is. Um. But yeah, Rutgers, man. So the other game is uh, the Detroit Lions on the road at San Francisco. Um. Look, Jared Goff on the year has thrown for 4,575 yards. I mean, that is that's a couple of football fields. That's fucking amazing. Um, I, I've, I've watched some of the, uh, I've watched some 49ers games, and like Brock Purdy is is a good quarterback. I'll, I'll give him that, but he's got all these weapons around him. I mean, he's got Ayuk, who's a great wide receiver. Got McCaffrey. Uh, Debo Samuel is the damn Swiss Army knife. He can play wide receiver. He can play running back. Um, Samuel is hurt, though, and McCaffrey is is kind of stinging, too. Uh, McCaffrey is better when Samuels is there because McCaffrey doesn't have to be the every down back. So, you, you I think know, talking about him real quick, Rob. Sure. Just, just from in between college – to the NFL, Debo Samuel, three-star recruit out of Chapman High School in Edmond, South Carolina, uh, class of 2015. I, for all that he's done for South Carolina, for all that he's done so far since he's been in the NFL, I still don't think this guy – I still think he's he's underachieved relative to what he can what he can do. Not Maybe not underachieved, but I think that he – I think that things such as injuries that have hampered him and held him back a little bit, and we don't really, really know how good he could really be. Who, um, who knows? Who knows what South Carolina's record book would look like right now if you'd have had a healthy Debo Samuel for all of 2017? If you'd have had a healthy Debo Samuel for all of 2015? Look, let, me, let me tell you my thing with Debo Samuel. Me, 
the comrade and our buddy Dennis Wilson and the lovely Betty Wilson were at Debo Samuel's final college game. And that was at Clemson. And in that game, Clemson had, that was the Clemson team that went and beat the holy fuck out of Alabama by 28 mm-hmm. points. But if you look back at that game, I'm pulling the stats for it right now. Uh, let's see. That was, what, 2018? 2018. Yeah, hold on a second because I want to bring up the stats on that game. Yeah, the, Clemson wins 56-35, to 35, okay? But in the stadium that night, yes, Clemson was the better team. But Clemson had on that team, as far as on the defensive line, you had – Christian, Christian Wilkins. Wilkins. You had uh, Dexter Lawrence. Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell was on that team. All those guys were on that team. Um, AJ Terrell was in the secondary. AJ Terrell got fucking. D line on that team. You had Wilkins, Farrell. Um, um, who's on, on the Rangers? Let's see. Wilkins, Farrell, uh, Bryant, Austin Bryant. Austin Bryant. Right. But, I mean, this is the Clemson team that won 44-16 to 16 over Alabama. Uh-huh. And um, Debo Samuel had 10 catches on the night for 210 yards and three touchdowns. That's just yes. receiving. I mean, he was, he was fucking lights out. He lit up A.J. Terrell, who <laughs> was picking off three weeks later, Fucking um, uh, to a tongue of viola, and and you know being the hero there, Debo Samuel cooked his ass. You know, you know who else had a breakout in that game? Uh, besides yeah. Jake Bentley, um, obviously the best game of his career. Um, who went on after that season to never play a down of college football again? That quit the game. Keel Pollard, the tight end for the Gamecocks. You remember him? Um, yeah. that, that crossed up um, two, the, the Belmont two catches Bandit. for ninety-four uh, yards in that what, game. Yeah, what, what was the Belmont Bandit? What's his name? Tanner Muse. Yep. Uh, on that two. on that crossing route for like that eighty-yard touchdown. But, that was yeah, good. You, you look at the South Carolina team that finished the six and six on the year. Rico Dowdles, the fucking third down back for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, Debo Samuel is who he is. Uh, Brian Edwards was on that team, ended up having the most receiving yards in Gamecock history. I mean, mm-hmm. fuck, man. I mean, they, they had some talent on that goddamn team. They really did. They did. And, and, and here's the thing that, that makes me so freaking mad, dude. And I was talking about this on video today. When South Carolina plays Clemson here, you know, here lately, if you take that game and, and okay, we take 2022. And we put that out here, and I say I thought we had turned the tide or turned the corner against them offensively. And then you take that 2018 game and put it in a vacuum. Other than that, South Carolina's not been able to fucking run the ball against them. They haven't (coughs) been able to. I mean, they have looked totally confused, inept, and just offensively impotent against Clemson. Uh, in, in numerous games, and, and it's maddening, too, when you consider Clemson went out the next game that they played and give up 35 points to an average-ass Kentucky team. Now, well, but granted, you lost a few players to the portal, right. whatever. But Not, Well, but that, that's the thing, though, is that when you look back at, the, at, at even the, this South Carolina team here, 
Jake Bentley, who's now an assistant coach, so uh, coaching somewhere. North, North Alabama, he's the quarterback's coach. Threw for 510 yards, five mm-hmm. touchdowns and one pick, 32 for 50, 510 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, Trevor Lawrence on the night threw 36 balls, completed 27 of them. He had 393 yards, but one touchdown. But well, the difference in the game was Travis Etienne. No, sir. The, the, the difference in the game, Travis Etienne played well, 28 carries. That's true. He had two touchdowns, but Adam Choice had three touchdowns on the night. I forgot all about him. Well, Clemson ran for 351 yards on the ground. Yeah, you, 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 you lose some of those players when you're having really, really good years. You forget about some of those guys who are role players mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But you know, I was watch, re-watching some highlights from the 2015 uh, South Carolina Clemson game, and I'd forgotten about C.J. Fuller. Yeah, um, that was a running back for Clemson. Wind model 88 outdoors says Syracuse, and we get more. Where do you exactly live at in Pennsylvania, sir? I'd like mm-hmm. to know that it might be might be someplace i've been through yeah well, that, that clemson defensive line was good the power rangers i give them they, they were shit. good but they they got uh, the, i'm telling you this south carolina offense well they kind of got neutralized in that uh, game 500 fucking yards how the they fuck got neutralized and so you know will muschamp which i mean he was a defensive-minded coach he's you know, he study study fucking you know, you know, no offense, Will Muschamp, you know, re, you know, zero pass completions. How do you go in 2014 he had zero pass completions against Georgia Southern to twenty eighteen, the best uh defense in college football, Clemson, and you passed for five hundred and fucking yards on them? <laughs> I, 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 it just it just doesn't make any sense. And then I look at I look at the, the damn Clemson team. Uh, getting back to the players on that team, in addition to, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Tavian Feaster, who ended up being a Gamecock later on. Tanner Muse was there. Tanner um, Muse. But look, listen to the receivers. T. Higgins, the number two wideout now for uh, for Joe Burrow up there. He's actually number one because uh, the other guy got hurt. Hunter Justin Renfro. Ross. Justin Ross was on that team. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Mari uh, Rogers. Rogers, Darion Kendrick, DeAndre Overton. Red, Renfro was Renfro team. gone. No, Renfro was there. It was Renfro's senior season. Or no, wait a minute. Yeah, it was. No, so. no, he was on the team. He caught five balls for 80 yards. I'm looking at him on the box score right now. In 2018? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, so – but uh, no, but I mean, you look at it. Look at all that talent. Well, that's your the, and, well, that's your thing, and, and you know, we've talked about that before. That's 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 kind of what's holding them back right now. You don't have those. You don't have the receivers. No. If you had, and, and people were giving me shit because I said Antonio Williams hits a transfer portal. I thought he did hit the transfer portal. He he was supposed to be hitting it, and he didn't. I I, I thought he did. Did he? Uh, I guess he didn't because they, they there was no shortage of them. A couple of videos back, about ten of them told me that Antonio Williams had not hit the transfer portal. So I do apologize. Yeah, well, I mean, he, but if, oh, he was probably he thinking about it. If I if I thought that he did, there was some smoke out there somewhere that he was going to or he was about to. I wouldn't have just made that up out of thin Hold air. Hold on, I've got a let's see here. This is so, from when was this from? This is from this season. So hold on. Yeah, Bo Collins uh, did, and 
Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to see here. Mm. Yeah, he was in rehab and everything else for his shoulder. And he, uh, Bo Collins, uh, but even that, man, it's like. A Windmall 88 uh, Guns and Outdoors, you're in Central PA in the Susquehanna Valley. Dude, I, that is that is crazy because I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to go off on a tangent here. When we went to, to Pennsylvania the past um, few years, since 2017, really, we stayed in the Pocono Mountains in Shawnee Valley. I didn't go last year. Um, you know, just, I mean, things happened without the chip route and all that, and I just wasn't able to get the, the vacation time when I wanted to. So we didn't go. Uh, we ended up going to Florida in October. But, you know, we always go to the Shawnee Valley. The, 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 but we'll, we'll, we'll go and, and drive all the way up to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and we'll stay the night, Saturday night, somewhere near there, because my wife likes to go to Hershey. She goes to the outlet malls. She really likes that. And, the, and I found a new route from, from, from Harrisburg to the Poconos. You really kind of go out the interstate, and then you go to Allentown, right? And then you go up this highway that goes through um, Easton, Wind Gap, and some other places, and it, it goes to the Poconos. But you can also take like a, a backwood, backward road, like a two-lane highway from Harrisburg up through the mountains across the top of, of that part of Pennsylvania, kind of like running parallel to the interstate, but you're about 30 miles above it. Went through some towns like called Pine Mountain, um, what was that? Schuylkill Haven, and 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 this this whole area. That, uh, and there was another town too that there was like a one acre plot of land that I actually looked at online, and I, I looked at it in this real estate book. It was fifteen thousand dollars, and I actually thought about purchasing this uh, because you know I, I had some extra money after my father passed away, and I was like. You know, this might be a good investment, but anyway, it was in, I didn't do it, but it was in this time. But I, that was in 2020, the first time I'd ever taken that country road. And I know we don't get political here on the show, but I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. I was really surprised because I thought Pennsylvania was a, was a big time blue state. I was like so shocked at the number of Trump flags and stickers and all this stuff going up this route through these Pennsylvania back country towns. Uh, in support of Donald Trump, um, then in like July of 2020. So, um, yeah. yeah, so that was kind of crazy. But, but anyway, that 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 is some beautiful country there. It, it, that that that's a place that I, I would absolutely love to uh, to live there. Um, I, you know, I, my my jobs in retail and route sales. I don't know that it would translate to finding something there for employment. But I'm telling you, what now? If it would, I'd drop everything and I'd move there, and I'd be the biggest gamecock in the state of Pennsylvania. I'd be well, that's you're, probably, you're probably the only one, so. No, my, I bet you I wouldn't. Gamecocks are are worldwide, really. It's 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 not just a national brand. It's it's recognized, sir. The kids up there can't wear Gamecock shirts because they think it just means cock in school. <laughs> that's disrespectful, but okay. It's true. I'm watching the OKC Thunder in San Antonio. Um, Right now, and Santa, uh, the uh, the the Thunder have the Love's Travel Stop um, logo right right here, like really big on their uh, the, their chesticles. I am um, wow, and, and this arena's this uh, San Antonio is like half empty. Are they re they're really really bad though, aren't they? The Spurs, 
Yeah, they're bad. They got that Victor Wambiana guy who's like seven foot seven inches tall, and he's yeah. supposed to be great, but I I don't know. We'll see. Their their floor is absolutely horrible. Um, why did why did they go away from the, the just the the black and silver color scheme? They now have like this turquoise, because, brown, and orange. It's ugly, dude. They, they wanna they wanna try to you know get with the kids. Okay. Well, fucking NBA is weird with that shit. They they do these things with ugly ass floors and ugly ass because they think that the kids are going to be jumping in on it. But what they I don't mean, realize back is in the nineties, did Tim uh, with, with Tim Duncan and all did they win the NBA finals one year? They did. Didn't uh, they? The Spurs had like a two year stretch where they won it twice. So yeah, yeah Matt's right. It's a temporary court. It's just I don't know why they do that shit. Oh okay. Well, number 24 for the Spurs, who's shooting a foul shot right now, has also got the Michi Johnson pineapple haircut. So whatever um, Kentucky fan that made fun of that. You know, yeah, a lot of the kids are wearing it. It's just his braids pulled up on top of his head. It's no different than a white girl wearing a bun on her head. So, uh, you know, if you want to make fun of him, I'm sure some of your Kentucky players have worn the pineapple as well but all whatever. these all these motherfuckers that are calling it the pineapple haircut or whatever they would say that shit to Michi johnson's face because he'd slap the dog shit out of him oh he's a shit talker man i love i love it i mean he's got some he's got some freaking swagger about him uh he he's got some um you know some fuck you attitude and, and i like that i like to see that you know, especially when we're doing good at something you know somebody with a little bit of tude you know, not as long as you don't have too much of it, you know, there's too much of it's annoying and it, it rubs a lot, a lot of people the wrong way. But as long as you use it sparingly and to your advantage, it's all good. Well, we've had a great show this evening. I've got, I'm picking the Lions to win. Who have you got, Jackpot? Yeah, at home, you know, it's a, that's, that's a really good story. And, uh, you know, I think they do. I think they do. Well, they're, they're actually uh, on the road at San Francisco, so they're playing there. Oh, but, God. What am I thinking about, man? I'm thinking about them playing the Bucks last week. Or I'm lost. Um, yeah, so they are, they're at San Francisco. They're a seven-point dog. I think that they cover. And I they think they might, might cover, but I don't, I don't think they win. I think I think we're going to have a San Francisco. I think we're going to have a Devo Samuel versus J.D. Clowney. Uh, I, I was coming in when you were going out. Tight Super Bowl. Well, we'll see how that goes. But I'm we taking. Both, we both played for for C Spurrier, and uh, one of us had the unfortunate uh, task of playing for Will Muschamp. <laughs> uh, I've got the Ravens to win, and I think. I wonder if, and wonder if Clowney gets up to the next thing, and say, "Man, after I left, man, they shit on you, bro." <laughs> yeah. And then you, I've you got play with that old funky ass coach. <laughs> yeah, you play with that shit. Shit, did coach, and then I've got the Lions winning over the Niners outright. So there you go. I just there's our picks. They could, you know, it, they could. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's, it's wild, but um, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be San Fran and uh, and Baltimore in that Super Bowl. We'll see how that goes, man. All right, Jackpot, good show. We'll uh, talk with you guys later on. Have a good night. See you later, gang. All right, buddy, good stuff.